everyone, and welcome to another Living Hope podcast series. I am Elliot Pratt, the pastor for Care and Gospel Storytelling here at Living Hope Baptist Church in Bowling Green. I'm going to be joined by other pastors and leaders within the church talking about what we're learning in our new reading plan for 2024. Now, our sermon theme this year is Refreshers, and we want you to be refreshed with what we must fundamentally know and do to be a faithful disciple of Jesus. In order to do that, we're being reminded of a couple of principles. We're going to be going through three books this year and starting out with we're going through the treasure principle written by randy alcorn so hopefully you have been reading along with this this book has certainly strengthened my perspective on giving and i hope that it has been uh, a same blessing for you as well this is episode two of our series now i want to remind you this podcast is not a replacement for the actual reading All it does is it serves to hopefully help you process what you're reading as you hear what we as a staff are also learning from the reading as well. So we had Pastor Hunter, our college pastor, last week, and today my guest is Clay Mullins. He is the pastor for Impact Missions. Clay, why don't you just tell us, you know, your 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 favorite hobbies why you like long walks on the beach mm. why chick-fil-a is your favorite chicken <laughs> chickens uh restaurant in town no i'm just kidding he doesn't like any of those things uh tell yeah, us just so a little far, bit about yourself today yeah, yeah, yeah thanks sure <laughs> thanks for, thanks for having me yeah my name's clay mullins um my wife debbie and i we've been uh members here at living hope baptist church since um 2001 mm. and so uh it's this is this has been my only church for the last twenty years, and uh, it's been a joy to be here. And I've came came out of the congregation, and the Lord uh, the Lord chose to call me into into gospel ministry, and uh, and Living Hope has been just so faithful to to equip me and allow me to allow me to serve, and it's it's been a joy. It's been a joy to do so. So now you've served, you, you've worn many hats here mm-hmm. during that time as well. You were a deacon before you were on staff, mm-hmm. uh, served in our counseling shepherding ministry mm-hmm. now now you're our global global missions uh pastor how long have you been doing that and just tell us a little bit about you know there's a lot of exciting things happening in the missions department now yeah yeah that's for sure we uh, i've been the missions pastor now since 2017 okay. and uh, it's it has been an absolute joy and an adventure i'll tell you um we uh each year we send out about 20 teams out of our congregation we send them out to support our our partners around the world we have five Five partners um, internationally that we that we send our teams to. We send them our teams to engage in their ministries. We send them to be an encouragement to our um, to our our partners. And so uh, it's just been a joy to to help our people be sent out to to share in what our missionary partners are doing around the world. That's great, and I think it's so appropriate that you're here to talk about chapters three and four yeah. uh, of Randy Alcorn's book, The Treasure Principle. Chapter three talks about compounding joy, and I really appreciate just the perspective on missions that mm-hmm. he takes during this uh, during this chapter specifically. I think it's just very helpful. You know, last week we focused on shaping our perspectives to eternal instead of earthly, and talks about the treasure principle being storing up treasure in heaven instead of uh, here on the earth. Jesus spoke pretty clearly about this, you know, relating to finances ex- exactly. And so he talked about treasure principle. Key number one is that God owns everything and we are just his money managers. Yeah. And talking about the compounding joy that comes from what we do when we steward the owner's money. Yeah. So as you're reading this chapter, Clay, what are the things that, that struck you or that really just hit your heart in this? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the first thing that, that, 
comes to mind whenever I think about this chapter is, you know, Alcorn at one point in the in there, he said that God uses our giving to conform us into the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so right. uh, and that that's at the, because that's at the heart of who God is. Right. Right. Um, I think of the I think of the um, the wise young ruler who came to who came to Jesus and, you know, says, hey, Jesus, I'm I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. I'm following all the laws, et cetera, et cetera. And Jesus replies to him and he says, well, you're still lacking one thing. What I need you to do is go sell everything you own, give it to the poor and then come follow me. And as we know, the wise young ruler, he went away hurt. by Very that. sad. Yeah. And so but, you know, as I've pondered on that, you know, I've realized that that's what Jesus was doing. That's exactly what Jesus was doing. He had set his kingdom aside and came mm-hmm. down here among us poor. He had given everything away for yeah. us, the poor, our benefit. And so that that is the image of Christ that mm-hmm. that we are being conformed into. Yeah, and we're invited to give God's money to God's work. That's right. Um, I really like that, that that you mentioned that, that, that that's exactly what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the gospel connection right there. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Jesus, though he was rich, he became poor in yes. order to give us peace with God. That's right. Um, as you're reading this chapter, Clay, it, I mentioned earlier that it, it does take a missions focus. He, mm. he tells some stories about people who had mm. a lot of money, but then they gave uh, to, to missions. And, and they were not only just giving to missions, but they were directly involved That's right. with missions, mainly using their finances in order for them to be physically and presently involved mm. in that stuff. So you, you get to see firsthand mm. many people take their first step of obedience towards going. That's right. You know, we, we used in, in the Gift for Christ theme this year, Mm-hmm. Uh, about being sent. That's right. About going, um, and many, if not all, people are impacted in some way um, that gives them a sense of joy in going. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're sacrificing vacation days mm-hmm. during the year. It's, it, I mean, they've got to schedule that time off and choose instead of going on a vacation or doing something that that gives me pleasure or enjoyment. I'm going to go serve the Lord in this. But then they come back from that trip. And and, and how do you see them impacted? A lot of it is with joy. So what do you think that connection is to to giving and and joy? And how do you see that being being played out in the mission field by people not only giving financially, but their time as Mm -hmm. well? Yeah, well, I I would tell you that, you know, first off that I hope I don't go too far down a rabbit trail here, but, you know, First off, it was a it was actually a short term missions trip that that really turned my head hmm. that that actually caused me to uh, caused me to lock in to to God's calling for my life. Um, I was the first trip that I went on. I was actually in sort of in the middle of a life transition mm-hmm. and um, didn't really know what was next for me. I had stepped out of, of the construction business, which was my which I believe was my calling. Right. God had called me to do, but I had I'd stepped out of that and didn't know what was next. But it was on a short term mission trip when I was when I was participating in that, that that was where God sort of locked me into what his next steps were for my life. And so that that's what I would say about about giving and, you know, particularly with regard to missions is that we what we're doing is we're absolutely locking into what God's will for our lives is is mm-hmm. right you know going back to the going back to Christ as the ultimate giver and we're locking into con- being conformed into his image in that way 
And the only result can be joy. Mm -hmm. If we're doing, if we're doing what God has called us to do, there's joy in that. That's right. And I think about, there's a, there's a quote in here, um, from the movie Chariots of Fire, where, where the, the, the missionary, I'm, 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 I'm losing his name, right? Eric Little. That's right. Eric Little. So he was a runner and he was he was explaining his calling uh, to, to this other gentleman who was questioning him about what was going on. And he said uh, he said in that he said, you know, uh, I believe he said, I believe God made me for purpose. He made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of what this is, is. That's our running. Giving is our running. And when, when we're giving ourselves away, when we are when we're giving to God's mission, we feel his good pleasure and there's joy in that. How do you see that relating to finances? Um, especially here, you know, one of our big campaigns that we do at Living Hope is the gift for Christ. Yeah. And, and every year that I've been here, the ask has been bigger. Yep. But we're but we're expecting bigger mm-hmm. too. So yeah. what's the connection there that you've been able to, you know, as you relate with people and, and ask them to, to give sacrificially mm-hmm. and joyfully to the gift for Christ, uh, how, how do you see people being able to experience that joy? You know, maybe they can't go, mm-hmm. but you know, they're being made fast as Eric yeah. Little talks about mm-hmm. what that looks like for them is God has mm-hmm. given me plenty yeah. So I can also give that as well. What have those yeah. conversations been like for you just yeah. in your involvement with that? Well, I, I think you, you you sort of touch on it there. You know, there, there, there are people who are able to go. There are people who are unable to go. Maybe there's physical limitations. Maybe they can't fly in planes, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're, just, they're just not able to do it. And so, you know, God calls us to participate in whatever condition that we're in, mm-hmm. right? If, we, if we're in good physical condition, we're capable of going, then we, by all means, we need to, we need to get up and go. Um, but for those of us who can't, there, there are other means by which we can give. And so, you know, God has, uh, God has blessed some people with more financial resources than others. And so as a disciple of Christ, recognizing that giving is one of the, one of his expressions, then that's what we're called to do. Yeah. And I don't want it to sound like, well, if I can't go, I'll just give. Mm -hmm. And if I can go, I'll not give, but there's great joy in the sacrifice from that too. That's right. You know, you've experienced this many times. I've experienced this a couple of times when we've gone overseas and and you've gone in places that really shape your perspective on poverty in the world and what Mm -hmm. really what poor really looks like. Mm -hmm. And uh, there have been families uh, who have hosted us. You know, Mm -hmm. we'll go into their home and you know going into this, we'll call it a home, Mm -hmm. you know, it it is a dwelling uh, and they serve you a meal and they give you everything as a host. Uh, There's great joy in that, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's, and that's another thing about, about Jesus. I mean, he was, he was hospitable. Yeah. And, um, you know, it it seems that, as I have traveled around, um, that is one thing that I that I have experienced is the hospitality of other cultures, and you and you see that you see actually their joy in giving. I've been I've been um, on a mountainside in in Burma mm-hmm. and sitting in an elevated hut with 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 people who are cooking rice, and and they literally went out in their yard and grabbed a chicken out of the yard and killed that chicken and brought it in and cooked it for us and and served us rice and it was and it was their joy to do so done in kentucky (laughs) (laughs) i can honestly say i have never experienced that in kentucky even from eastern kentucky where i'm from even whitesburg (laughs) (laughs) that's right so so yeah i you know overseas and in other cultures i've i've experienced the joy of hospitality 
uh, from, from other cultures. And it's really incredible. So you're the missions pastor here. What's your challenge to someone just in terms that you think about joy and giving and, and this angle of joy compounds mm-hmm. the more that you do? What would yeah. be your challenge to someone who's who's on the fence with that? Maybe yeah. may, maybe they're really wrestling with with something in their heart. God, God mm-hmm. is really tugging at them. They're they're through this book or maybe they haven't li- that maybe they haven't read the book and they just picked up this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> your, your call as a pastor here is to is for people to, to do sacrificial things. What's your challenge to someone That's like right. this? I would uh, I would say that you absolutely can't outgive God. Mm-hmm. I, I believe as as uh, as disciples of Christ that yes, the word yes must always be on our lips. Hmm. Whatever God is calling us to do, if God calls, we don't have another option. And we and having that yes in our hearts and on our lips, that is in effect an act of faith. We're, yeah. we're saying to the Lord, "I'm going to trust you. If you call me to do big things, then I'm going to trust you with that, Lord." And yeah. so, so that's for me that. That's the big thing is to to always have yes on my heart and on my mind whenever God calls. If that is is if that is giving away resources, so be it. Mm-hmm. If that is spending my time in some way, so be it. Uh, if it's going across the world, so be it. I mean, it, it's it's His kingdom, it's His resources anyway, and we're right. just the stewards of it. Yep. So that's that's the main theme going through the the treasure principle, and he goes to chapter four and, and takes an eternal aspect uh, of this this topic and so much of this book is really can can be taken away from matthew 6 19 through 21 where jesus says you know don't lay up treasures for yourself here on earth but but put them in heaven Mm -hmm. um and and that's an interesting thing because it's uh, the Bible doesn't give us a whole lot of details about the the treasures in heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you hear that there are immeasurable riches, and there's 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 a crown that's there, and, and it is with God. And there's a new heaven and a new earth mm-hmm. uh, that we in our sinful, fallen nature here on this earth can't fully comprehend right now. But I do often wonder what heaven will be like mm-hmm. and what eternity will be like, mm-hmm. and in terms of treasure and storing your treasure up for that thing. Mm. How often do you think about eternity or, or what comes to mind when you do think about heaven? Yeah, I think about, I think about the, the, the new earth a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Revelation 21. Yeah. And you know, I, this may sound weird, but okay. I love this planet that we live on. I love it. Um, it is absolutely gorgeous it is absolutely fascinating, mm-hmm. but the, the beauty and the grandeur and all of that can get sucked away sometimes by mm-hmm. just matters of life. Yeah. And uh, but it but it's moments like that that whenever I experience a let's just say a sunrise from a from a mountaintop somewhere, or you know standing above the Grand Canyon and looking out at this at this big hole in the ground that you mm-hmm. literally can't take in. It's so big you can't your mind can't grasp it all. And and to think that this world is not the final world. Mm. There's more. You know, God is going to, to remake this thing that's already beautiful, and he's going to remake it into what he originally intended it to be. And so that that's exciting to me to, to think about to, to be with him in that place, to have to have all these 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 sinful ideas and urges stripped away mm-hmm. to never be an issue anymore to be free to be with the lord close 
and to be in this in this spot that has been made more beautiful than what we already live in. Now, that's kind of that's kind of where I go, and to me, that's that's treasure in heaven. I don't think that's weird at all. <laughs> I, I, I think that's uh, that that's helping you with the whole foretaste of glory divine, yeah, yeah, yeah. as the song says. Yeah. It it's interesting that Jesus says. I say it's interesting. It's Jesus. So it's truth, and yeah. it's what we should put our hearts towards. Right. But it's it's cool for us to think about this. So in Matthew six. Uh, verse 20, he says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And Alcorn asks a really uh, interesting question. He says, is it wrong or selfish to talk about eternal rewards? Mm -hmm. Especially whenever you put that in contrast with what Jesus says, to lay up for yourselves mm -hmm. treasure in heaven. You know, so much of the gospel is, you know, Jesus gives of himself. And so we as ambassadors for God should give of ourselves for mm -hmm. the gospel. And yet here we've got Jesus that says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And so it can kind of get to where someone is thinking, I, I've been told so that, that it's a wrong idea or it's selfish to do something for myself, yeah. for the for the kingdom, do, do something for myself. But that's earthly thinking. But Jesus is almost uh, endorsing. He is. He's straight up endorsing. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And how you do that is by giving of yourself, the, these giving your treasures away here on earth. So the yeah. question that I've got for you is, how would you guide someone through verse 20 if they have possibly been told that it is wrong to value treasure. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes it's, perfect it's sense. kind of a cool juxtaposition. It there. is. It is. Um, man, it's, it's such a big answer. Um, you know, I think about, you know, just going back to the basics here of, of, of this is Jesus speaking. You said at the beginning, it's Jesus. So it's the truth, right? Yeah. So if Jesus is saying this, you know, some, I've, I've thought of that before and I've thought, okay, this is, this is a warning to us. This is a warning that, oh, don't lay up anything here now. It all needs you need all need to be investing over here, right? But then it can also be an encouragement. Mm -hmm. Hey, look what's out in front of you. Yeah. Then there's a third way. There's a third way that I think about this too. And that, you know, again, this is Jesus speaking. And if Jesus says it is true, mm -hmm. for me, as I've thought about this, I think Jesus is saying to us. I know you. I made you. This is how you work. That's right. If you invest in something, your heart is going to be there because that is the way that you are made. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we see that in uh, you talked about walks on the beach and other hobbies that I might have. <laughs> well, it's not my hobby. So let me let me get let me give an example. Though, not really. No. No. <laughs> No, I'm more of a mountain. I'm, I'm more of a mountain person than a beach. I'm but. glad we could clear the air there. So let let me just give you a personal example. I always have to throw this in. I I reckon myself a motorcyclist. Okay. Motorcycling is my passion. Okay, right. I have invested in <laughs> motorcycling, and because of the way I'm made, when I invest in something, I think about it. It 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 affects my thought life. Uh -huh. So. You know, I could sit here and I could geek out right now on the stats with of my motorcycle. I could tell you the fuel capacity and the size of the engine and the exhaust, on and on and on I could go because I've thought about it because that's where I've invested. Mm -hmm. It's the way God has made us. When we, when we invest in something, we think about it, mm -hmm. right? And so when we think about it, when we place our minds forward in heaven, we begin to live that out. 
right? It's it's like it's like casting vision. When we when we cast vision for a business or a ministry or something, we are trying to get people to look out here at what could be, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think Jesus is reminding us of who we are. Look out here. This is what could be for you. Invest in that because it's good. Yeah. And ultimately, it's where I am. It's where Jesus is. Mm. That's good. It's a matter of what captivates your heart. Absolutely. And I've heard it said that the heart will love exactly what you feed it. Yes. And so we should be like Moses, uh, who in Hebrews eleven twenty six says that Moses considered the reproach of Christ a greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. Let's stop right there. Sure. The treasures of Egypt. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I, don't, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but we're talking about, you know, kings and kingdoms, that the riches of the rich at that time, and Moses and had an opportunity with that. Mm-hmm. But he considered Christ the greater treasure, a greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. Yeah. He was looking towards Christ. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. This morning, uh, I was preparing for this podcast and was reading uh, another book. I'm reading Colin Hansen's biography on Tim Keller right now. Mm. And he talks about how Keller was influenced by Jonathan Edwards. And Edwards is quoted as, as saying something uh, along these lines that I thought was really fitting to kind of put a, a close uh, on, on our time together. It talks about um, that if through experiencing God's grace, and that's what fuels our giving because we have experienced the richness and the depths of God's grace. When you experience that, you come to find him beautiful, and then you do not serve the poor because you want to think well of yourself or in order to get a good reputation or because you think it will be good for your business or even because it will pay off for your family and creating a better city to live in. No, you do it because serving the poor honors and pleases the Lord. And honoring and pleasing the Lord is a delight to you in and of itself. That's right. I mean, that's and, and we're back to the beginning. That's right. You know, that's, that's, that's locking in to who Jesus is at his core. I mean, he came and he served us, yeah. the poor. And Absolutely. That, and, that's, and that's it. And so when we do the same, we are locking in to his image, actually imaging Jesus Christ. You know, after all, you know, the, the Apostle Paul tells us in Romans that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8, 28. That's right. 29 goes on to talk about what that purpose is. And I can't quote that to you, but that purpose is conforming us into the image of Christ, making us like Jesus. And so that's what it's about. Yeah. That's what giving comes to. Yep. That's really good. I've really enjoyed this, Clay. Anything else from, from the reading today? Brother, I believe that covers it for me. Awesome. I, this has been a this has been a rich couple of chapters. I've uh, I have um, it's really caused me to think, and I, I have thoroughly enjoyed reading this book so far. I'm looking forward to finishing it. Absolutely. Well, Clay, thank you so much for for joining today. This conversation has been like a, you just said, it's been encouraging to me. Mm-hmm. It's been encouraging to you. And my prayers that it'd be an, an encouragement for those that are listening as well. And and again, if you're if you're listening to this point, we're halfway through the book pick up that book. You can go get them in the 1040 Cafe where you can find the one and only Pastor Clay Mm. Mullins and ask for his opinion on motorcycles, mountains, and Chick-fil-A. There we go. Um, You may not like the opinion on (laughs) Chick-fil-A, but maybe you're one of him. Maybe you're one just like him. No, that's good. If you've got questions for Pastor Clay, you can, like I said, find him in the 1040 Cafe every Sunday morning at Living Hope, or you can email him at clay.mullins at lhbg.org. Please do. Yes. 
Thanks everyone for tuning in. Like I said, we're halfway through the book and we will be back next week with another episode diving into the treasure principle. We'll see you guys next week.